Section 1 of The National Geographic Magazine, Volume 9, May 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in September 2020. Cuba by Robert T. Hill, United States Geological Survey situation and geographic relations cuba is the westernmost and largest of the four islands known as the great antilles these with the virgin islands at their eastern end stretch east and west for over one thousand three hundred fifty miles and constitute a distinct geographic province distinct in relief geologic formation and history from the other west india islands and the adjacent mainlands in their climate and vegetation, as in their topographic features or geologic history, the Antilles have no affinities with conditions with which we are familiar in the United States. Their whole aspect is tropical, yet they possess so many unique individual features, differing from those of other tropical lands, that they belong in a class entirely by themselves. The causes of this individuality are involved in a peculiar geologic history, which can be dwelt upon here only to the extent of stating that it has produced certain peculiarities of configuration and given origin to formations which weather into soils of unusual productiveness. Collectively, the Great Antilles consists of a disconnected chain of mountains, the Antillean system, protruding above the sea and having an east-west trend directly transverse to that of the axial continental cordilleras. The highest peaks of this system in Haiti, Cuba and Jamaica are 11,000, 9,000 and 7,000 feet respectively. These mountains of deformation are irregularly flanked below 2,000 feet by horizontal benches or terraces which are the result of regional elevations and base levelling after the last period of mountain-making in Miocene time. The Antillean uplift may be compared to an inverted, elongated canoe, the highest and central part of which is in the region adjacent to the Windward Passage. Thus it is that the higher peaks occur in Haiti, eastern Cuba and eastern Jamaica, while the arching crest-line descends toward the western part of the two latter islands, and, on the east, toward Puerto Rico. The higher mountains are composed of non-calcareous clay conglomerate and igneous rock, the debris of an unknown lands of pre-tertiary time, which, with the exception of a few restricted points, were buried, during a profound subsidence in early tertiary time, beneath a vast accumulation of calcareous oceanic sediments now composing the white limestones which constitute the chief formations of the islands and which were together with the preceding formations elevated into their present position at the close of the tertiary period footnote the general geology of the island while not discussed in this article is well shown in many of the illustrations it may be briefly stated as consisting of an old abasement of pre-tertiary sedimentary rocks in which cretaceous and probably jurassic fossils have been found above this there are first littoral beds composed of terrigneous material 
and then a great thickness of white limestones consisting of organically derived oceanic material as distinguished from true reef rock of late eocene and oligocene age the island was reclaimed from the sea and assumed its present relief by a great mountain-making movement in late tertiary time succeeding the deposition of these limestones in later epochs pliocene and pleistocene the island underwent a series of eparogenic subsidences and elevations which affected the coastal borders producing the wave-cut cliffs and a margin of elevated reef rock which borders the coast in many places as can be recognized in the illustrations of the cities of habana and baracoa so far as its history is known the island has never been connected with the american mainland although such has frequently been asserted to be the case these assertions have been based upon the erroneous identification of certain vertebrate animal remains there are no traces in the animal life of cuba past or present which justify this conclusion some of the crystalline rocks may be ancient but most of them are mid-tertiary in age End footnote. the mountains above two thousand feet are composed of the older non-calcareous formations and the bordering plateaus of limestone resulting in two distinct and contrasting types of soil throughout the antilles strategic and commercial position in area in natural resources in the number and character of its inhabitants in position as regards proximity to the american and mexican seaports strategically cuba is by far the most important of the great antilles it is very near the center of the great american mediterranean separating the gulf of mexico from the caribbean sea and in close proximity to our southern seaboard the coast of mexico the bahamas haiti jamaica central america the isthmus and the coast of south america the island commands three important maritime gateways the straits of florida leading from the atlantic ocean into the gulf of mexico the windward passage leading from the atlantic into the caribbean sea and the yucatan channel connecting the caribbean sea and the gulf the first and last of these completely command the gulf of mexico it is less than ninety-six and a half miles from key west to the north coast of cuba from the east end of the island haiti and jamaica are visible fifty-four and eighty-five miles distant respectively from the western cape san antonio to yucatan the distance is one hundred thirty miles outline dimensions and area the outline of the island commonly compared by the spaniards to that of a bird's tongue also resembles a great hammer-headed shark the head of which forms the straight south coast of the east end of the island while the body extends to the westward in a sinuous curve this analogy is made still more striking by two long fin-like strings of k's or islets which extend backward along the opposite coasts parallel to the main body of the island the longer axis of the island extends from the seventy-fourth to the eighty-fifth meridian while its latitude between nineteen degrees forty minutes and twenty-three degrees thirty-three minutes embraces nearly four degrees its length following an axial line drawn through its centre from cape mikey to cape san antonio is seven hundred thirty miles 
its width varies from ninety miles in the east to less than twenty miles in the longitude of habana cape mikey on the east lies directly south of new york while cape san antonio is situated south of cincinnati at the outset the reader should dispossess his mind of any preconceived idea that the island of cuba is in any sense a physical unit on the contrary it presents a diversity of topographic climatic and cultural features which as distributed divide the island into at least three distinct natural provinces which for convenience may be termed the eastern central and western no accurate trigonometric surveys have been made of the island and its bordering islets including 570 k's adjacent to the north coast and 730 to the south or of the isle of pines a large and important dependency nearly all existing geographic data have been based upon a large map compiled by picardo engraved in barcelona which was a compilation of local surveys of various and doubtful degrees of accuracy the area of the main island has been estimated at from forty thousand to forty three thousand square miles that of the isle of pines at one thousand two hundred fourteen and that of the case at one thousand three hundred fifty some of the larger cays, like romano are one hundred forty square miles in extent reckless estimates the total at forty five thousand eight hundred eighty three square miles an area about equal to that of the state of new york and nearly one-fourth the size of spain configuration the distinct types of relief include regions of high mountains low hills dissected plateaus level plains intermontane valleys and coastal swamps in general however with the exception of a strip of the south central coast the island as a whole stands well above the sea is thoroughly drained and presents a rugged aspect when viewed from the sea about one-fourth of the total area is mountainous three-fifths are rolling plain valleys and gentle arable slopes and the remainder is swampy the coast the coastline of cuba is very extensive measuring without its meanderings nearly two thousand two hundred miles on picardo's map the coastline measured with all its embayments and including the islets is over six thousand eight hundred miles on all sides except the south central the coast is abrupt except where indented by pouch-like harbors and stands above the sea as if the waters of the latter were rapidly planing away what had once been a more extensive land in many places the immediate coastline is a narrow bench of elevated reef rock a few yards in width and standing about twenty feet above the sea between the bluffs and the water the coast border on the north presents a low cliff topography with a horizontal skyline from matanzas westward gradually decreasing from five hundred feet at matanzas to one hundred feet in the west the coast of the east end is abrupt and rugged presenting both on the north and south sides a series of remarkable terraces representing successive pauses or stages in the elevation of the island above the sea and constituting one of the most striking features anywhere to be seen west of guantanamo to cape cruz the precipitous sierra maestra rises immediately back of these terraces 
from cape cruz to cape san antonio with the exception of a brief stretch between trinidad and cienfuegos the coast is generally low and marshy the cays adjacent to the middle third of the island on both the north and south sides the famous jardines of columbus are mostly small coral or mangrove islets which have grown up from shallow submerged platforms surrounding those parts of the island and in places form barriers to the mainland they are mainly uninhabited owing to the scarcity of potable waters but constitute a formidable obstacle to navigation except when guided by skilful pilotage the interior the interior of the island of cuba has not been sufficiently surveyed to accurately map the nature of the soil or the relief of the surface the various commissions named in times past by the captains-general to make reconnaissances avow in their reports that the lack of habitation in the greater part of the territory the impenetrability of the forest the insurmountable cordilleras and the scarcity of means and time have prevented them from carrying out successfully the mapping of the diverse ramifications of the mountains the tracing out of their salients and valleys and the determination of their extent altitude and geologic structure it seems that their observations did not extend east of the seventeenth meridian where the most interesting part of the island from a scientific point of view is found furthermore the results of such investigations as were made were but imperfectly published in fragments mountains the higher eminences are true mountains of deformation composed of disturbed sedimentary rocks with igneous intrusions the mountains of this class do not constitute a continuous axial backbone to the island as popularly supposed but occur in three distinct and independent groups known as the eastern western and central respectively the trends of which overlap each other on echelon the highest of these is the narrow precipitous eastern range known as the sierra maestra which dominates the straight east and west coast of santiago de cuba and culminates in the pico del turquino which rises directly from the sea to a height variously estimated at from eight thousand six hundred to nine thousand feet la gran piedra in this range near santiago is five thousand two hundred feet high this master range extends through two and a half degrees of longitude from guantanamo to cape cruz and constitutes an independent feature topographically different from the rest of cuba geographically it belongs to a class with the blue mountains of jamaica and the higher summits of haiti collectively constituting the master ranges of the great antilles which have been thrown up directly at right angles to the trends of the continental cordilleras and at a far more recent period of time these mountains are composed of non-calcareous conglomerates and shales of mesozoic and eocene age intruded by ancient mid-tertiary igneous rocks the debris of which makes a clay and gravel soil one of the two contrasting types which constitute the great wealth of the island the sierra maestra crest closely parallels the adjacent sea coast toward which its slopes descend precipitously inland toward the north the slope is gentler the eroded ridges leading gradually down to the valley of the cauto 
the deep indentation of which nearly separates these mountains from the region to the north the second group of mountains the sierra de los organos is found in the extreme western province of pinar del rio extending northeast and southwest between mariel near habana and cape san antonio this range consists of lower ridges of geologic formation different from those of the sierra maestra its summits culminate in the pan de guajaibon west of habana which has an altitude of two thousand five hundred thirty two feet its rocks are composed of deformed sedimentaries of supposed paleozoic triassic jurassic and tertiary age the uplift of which may have been cumulative but culminated during the close of the last mentioned period the organos are covered with a growth of pine and flanked on either side by many beautiful slopes and valleys those on the south constituting the famous vuelta abajo tobacco lands while the sierra organos proper sees just west of habana the strike of their uplift accompanied by the same character of igneous protrusions flanked by tertiary limestones although void of the older rocks is traceable by a series of low disconnected hills in a gently curved line passing throughout the central plain of the island and to the north of the third or central group of trinidad into the western part of the province of puerto principe thus in a manner this line of uplift varying in intensity from the sharp ridges of the west to low flattened folds in the middle provinces constitutes the nearest resemblance to an axial backbone of the body of the sinuous outline of the island while the sierra maestra constitutes the head the principal components of these interrupted summits of low relief dotting the plains of habana matanzas santa clara and puerto principe are as follows almost due south of habana commencing east of the village of santiago is a range of low timbered hills surrounded by plains including the tetas de managua the arcas de canasi lomas de camoa the escalera de jaruco which is visible from a great distance and the pan de matanzas along the north coast between habana and matanzas there are many of these hills which as remarked by humboldt afford some of the most beautiful scenic prospects in the world the occurrence of these lower timbered summits in a region which is generally level plain has afforded a safe retreat for bands of insurgents who make them a base for frequent incursions upon the outskirts of habana and matanzas for a brief interval these hills die out in eastern matanzas but upon crossing the santa clara and from thence on into santiago de cuba they reappear as long crestlines and flat-topped plateaus following a line near and parallel with the north coast including the sierras satibonico and cubitas the last-named ridge has been an impregnable insurgent stronghold during the present revolution and was for a time the seat of the insurgent government the third group of high mountains occupies a limited area between cienfuegos and santo espiritu on the south side of the central portion of the island and to the northward of the city of trinidad and entirely south of the axial group above described these are less angular than the eminences of the sierra maestra and consist of central summits with radiating slopes 
the highest of which is El Potrerillo, 2,900 feet. They are composed of semi-crystalline limestones and shales, which have been doubtfully considered of Paleozoic origin, flanked by highly disturbed Cretaceous and Tertiary beds. Interspersed between these mountains are numerous fertile valleys, giving to this part of Cuba a diversified landscape. The Limestone Plains the three dominant groups of mountains above described are topographic irregularities surviving from earlier epochs or pushed up with the great sheets of tertiary limestones which in all the intermediate and coastal areas comprise the dominant formation of the island this limestone crust gently warped and undulated in many directions has great variation in altitude its maximum elevation is in the extreme east and gradually decreases to the centre of the island, rising again to the west. In the eastern and northern parts of the province of Santiago de Cuba, it constitutes an elevated plateau, attaining a height of nearly 1,800 feet, and embeds the base of the Sierra Maestra. Here it is so dissected by drainage that it gives a most rugged relief to the district which it occupies, and presents on the seaward side a remarkable series of terraced cliffs, representing successive elevations of the island in Pliocene, Pleistocene, and recent time. This topography is surmounted by extensive flat-topped summits like the Mesa Toar and the Junki, Anvil of Baracoa, altitude 1,827 feet, bordered by numerous sharp, knife-edged salients, known as cuchillas. Similar remnantal flat tops occur at rare intervals as far west as Matanzas, the most conspicuous of which are the Sierra Matahambre and the Pan de Matanzas, altitude 1,200 feet. To the westward, in the provinces of Matanzas and Habana, the arch of the plateau, which follows the northern side, descends nearer and nearer sea level, and develops a longer but gentle slope toward the south coast, hence presenting a cliff topography to the North Sea and gradually merging, as the great central plain of Cuba, into the Caribbean, producing the extensive Cienega or swamp known as the Zapata on the coast opposite Matanzas. Through Puerto Principe and Santa Clara, except where broken by the central mountains of Trinidad, this limestone stretch forms two wide coastal belts, each about a third the width of the island, separated by a central axial strip. West of Santa Clara, these two belts unite into the broad plains of Matanzas and Habana, where they constitute the central sugar region of Cuba, the Vuelta Arriba, and again diverge west of the latter city along either side of the central mountains of Pinar del Rio, where it constitutes the Vuelta Abajo. These limestone districts weather into fertile calcareous soils, red and black in color, and of a quality and depth unequaled in the world, and their extent in the level region is an almost continuous field of sugarcane. At two places throughout the length of the island there are depressions crossing it, where the divide is reduced to less than 500 feet. The first of these is between Moron and the south coast in Puerto Principe, and the second between Habana and Batabano. Valleys In the more rugged eastern provinces there are many valleys of wide extent and great fertility. 
these are numerous also in santa clara and puerto principe the most extensive of them however is that of the rio cauto in santiago de cuba it is situated in a protected position between rugged eminences on the north and south and threaded by a navigable river this valley is densely populated and has been one of the great strongholds of the present uprising by provinces the relief may be summarized as follows santiago de cuba is predominantly a mountainous region of high relief especially along the coasts with many interior valleys puerto principe and villa clara are broken regions of low mountain relief diversified by extensive valleys matanzas and habana are vast stretches of level cultivated plain with only a few hills of relief pinar del rio is centrally mountainous with fertile coastward slopes drainage the drainage of cuba is abundant varying in character in different parts of the island considering the limited catchment areas these streams are remarkably copious in volume in the plains of the central and western provinces the streams flow from the central axis toward the corresponding coast and have opalescent waters like those of the limestone springs of texas and florida these streams run through widely sloping valleys with only slightly indented streamways and are remarkably free from lateral ramifications canyons are not developed until they reach the abrupt plateau edge of the north coast many of the southward flowing streams of this portion of the island do not reach the sea directly but disperse into vast cienegas and swamps several of the stream valleys like that of the yumuri or matanzas are accompanied by some of the most restful and beautiful landscapes in the world the rio armendaris which nearly encircles habana on the southward affords that city an abundant supply of water in this and other portions of the island where the limestone formation prevails as in all the white limestone areas of the tropics a large portion of the drainage is subterranean accompanied by many remarkable caverns the rivers cuyajabos pedernales guanajay copellanias san antonio and others along the south slope of pinar del rio disappear in limestone caverns where they continue their seaward course the falls of rosario in this province are of great beauty as also is an immense natural bridge in the province of santiago and part of puerto principe the drainage is more complicated the limestone plateaus of north and east santiago de cuba give rise to many rivers the most remarkable of which are the cabanas the yamanigasi and the moa which in descending the escarpments of the high levels of the toar disappear beneath the surface and reappear on a lower terrace over the edge of which they are precipitated in cascades of three hundred feet to the coast other streams of this region such as the yumuri on the east find outlet through sharply cut canyons indenting the limestone cliffs of the back coast border the central portion of this province is dominated by the ria cauto and its ramifications this is the longest river on the island and flows in a westerly direction for a distance of one hundred fifty miles draining the wide and fertile valley to which its name is applied this stream is navigable for small boats for a considerable distance eighty to one hundred miles but its mouth has been obstructed by bars 
End of section 1